Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with me, Nicholas Feasy. Well, welcome everybody. It's lovely to see you all here. My name's Nicholas. I'm the minister. We'd particularly like to have my baptism party today. This, uh, Sean here is being baptized today uh, after the service. So looking so uh, pert and great. So Sean, it's lovely to have you and the whole family uh, with you as well. Absolutely great. Uh, and welcome to all of you uh, watching online. It's really good to, to have you with us. My name's uh, Nicholas. And I'm going to, it's Advent Sunday today, and this is the first of a series we're doing on the coming of the cosmic Christ, which is why it looks a little bit different. Now, the coming of the cosmic Christ is a book written by Matthew Fox, but we're not, that's not the book we're following today, but I just want to acknowledge he has written a book called The Coming, and there are lots of good ideas in that book, and some of those ideas will appear over the next period of time, but uh, the ideas are similar. And this course, this series of services, is about the creative force at the centre of the universe. The creative force at the centre of the universe. That creative force that brought all life into being. And it's called Many Things... In many religions, in Taoism, it's referred to as the Tao. Uh, Prana, that creative force is referred to Prana in Buddhism and Hinduism. And Heather and myself are going to be doing this over the next uh, five weeks or so. We're going to have a couple of breaks, one for uh, Lessons and Carols, uh, which is our carol service on the 18th. And we have uh, uh, no service on, on, on Christmas Day itself. But we're going to be looking at this creative force which in Christianity, and we're sort of in a sort of Christian-y type season now, so we can't get away from that. In Christianity, it is called the Christ nature. The divine force, the Christ nature is the divine force that is seen at the center of all creation that brought all life into being and is celebrated in the Christian tradition in human form in the character on the life of Jesus. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name. You know, that's, you know, everyone refers to Jesus, it's not Jesus' last name. Um, it literally means the anointed one or the Messiah. And just as Jesus was anointed with that divine nature, that's the whole idea, he was anointed with that creative divine nature, um, so it pervades that divine nature throughout all creation. And today, we're going to look at the arrival of that divine nature amongst us and celebrate its coming both in the life of Jesus and in ourselves. Now, I'm great to uh, I'm always quoting from Meister Eckhart, who was the uh, 13th century mystic, and he has this great quote uh, that relates to this. He says, and he said this in the 14th century, now if there are lots of loud noises from the roof, our new roof is designed to slide snow off. So it is not the Lord making a comment on what's being said. It is the snow falling off the roof. So just don't be worried. It's, it's structurally sound, we're told. Okay, this is the quote from Meister Eckhart. What good is it to me that Mary gave birth to the Son of God 1,400 years ago 
if I do not also give birth to the Son of God in my time and in my culture. That idea that not only did Mary give birth to the Son of God, that divine nature, but we have to give birth in our lives to that uh, divine nature. And that's really what that's going to be about. And um, what we do say in relation to that is, a very traditional things to say at this time, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Thank you, Rob. Now, Emmanuel literally means God with us. That's what, that's what the word Emmanuel means. God with us. And during Advent and Christmas, we use that idea in terms of Jesus coming. Advent comes from the two Latin words, ad veneri, which means to come to. That's what the two, ad veneri, that's where we get the word Advent from. And we celebrate that in our tradition by the lighting of the Advent candle to represent the strengthening of that light as we see it coming towards the arrival of Christmas. Now, I've asked the Travers family if they would come up and light the Advent candle I have asked Natalie. Andrew does look a bit shocked, but uh, uh, they do have a baby with them, which is, uh, oh, there we are. We always traditionally have a, a lighting of the Advent candle. So I'm going to, this is what's, what, there we are. So good old Christian tradition. As you're holding the baby, I'm going to ask Andrew to, to light the candle. And lovely to have you with us. And if you'd like to light, here we are. Why don't you light that one there? There we are. There we are, fantastic. And round of applause for the Travis family. Thank you very thank you for coming. That's great. So each week we'll light a different advent candle. And this one this week represents that light uh, coming uh, into the darkness, the arrival of light. God saw the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And that was the arrival of the Christ nature. When God separated the light from the dark, traditionally that is the moment that the Christ nature arrived. The ordering principle comes into life. Metaphorically related in the first book of Genesis, and in reality, in our consciousness, you know, when we think of that coming in, we think of the Big Bang. You know, if, you, if you're going to put it back to one particular point where the ordering principle comes in, we would think of it as the Big Bang. If we hold the idea that there is an ordering principle behind all evolution, and here at the chapel we would uh, say that there is an ordering principle, that that ordering principle results in the evolution of consciousness of which we play a part. Then the Christ nature, that is the ordering bit that enables us to develop. It is the logos from John's Gospel. Uh, in John's Gospel, when it says, in the beginning was the word, the word used is logos in the Greek. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, this is the logos, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. So that's, that's, again, the logos mentioned in the, 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 the divine nature mentioned in, in John's gospel. The Greek word used is 
is logos and it means reason or word or plan. So you've got that idea. So the spiritual DNA for the evolution of all creation is put into place. And within our understanding, we think of it as being the Big Bang. That's, that's when we think of it starting. I say as far as our understanding goes, because really we're unable to conceive anything before the Big Bang. I mean, just beyond our, our thinking. And the Christian tradition was developed, the tradition we're sort of here celebrating, was developed before there was even any conceptualization of the Big Bang. You know, there was no Big Bang, you know, in the Christian tradition. It was developed at a time when they had to tell their own story. And that story, which we're part of now, became our tradition of God hovering over the waters, of God creating people in his own image, then the arrival of wisdom, Sophia in the Old Testament, the Logos, the Christ became manifest of the ordering principle. It says in Proverbs, does not wisdom, the same thing, call out, does not understanding raise her voice. And that same Logos appears with Moses in the burning bush where it was identified with the I am. And then, you know, Moses said, you know, who shall I say? has sent me when I go to the Egyptians. And he says, say, I am who I am. Tell them, I am has sent you. And then Elijah, and then the New Testament with the coming of wisdom manifest in Jesus. And it says, and the child grew up and was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So there's a through line. This story is the through line of that. Jesus came to bear witness to the fact that each of us contains that great I am that we all have that divine wisdom within us. And it's our role to give birth to that. As Meister Eckhart says, what good is it to me if Mary gave birth to the Son of God 1,400 years ago if I do not give birth to the Son of God in my time and my culture? And over this period of time, we'll be looking at how we give birth to that wisdom. The cosmic Christ that has come right through history as told by the Christian tradition is located with us now and using that wisdom we have the opportunity to manifest it in our world and make our difference to the evolution of consciousness and the arrival of the kingdom of heaven within us because as Jesus said the kingdom of heaven does not come from your careful observation nor will people say here it is or there it is because the kingdom of heaven is within you key message And Paul says, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that's been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. And this is what we're talking about in the Christian story. The Christ is the way the Christian story explains the story of the world. And he's not just the coming of Jesus, but the coming of the cosmic Christ that is the ordering principle of all creations. It is a story. And at Christmas, it is right that as members of that Christian tradition, and I'm a Christian priest, we unpack that story. But that story is told in different ways by different people. Scientists talk about atoms and the evolution of form. Taoists talk about the Tao that cannot be told. As I said, Buddhists and Hindus talk about the arrival of prana. And even within the Christian tradition, the story is different. Some see 
the centrality of Jesus in all creation and that this man born 2,000 years ago is somehow the one and only link with the divine nature. You know, Jesus saves us all, that, that view. But here today, we're looking at the idea that there is a wisdom or an ordering principle behind it all and we call that the Christ. And that this same Christ is within us and we are called to birth that wisdom in our lives. Just as Mary birthed that wisdom in Jesus all those years ago. The coming of the cosmic Christ tells of the arrival of wisdom as an ordering principle in the world. And how that wisdom comes to be manifest in our lives and in our consciousness to this day. So the coming of the cosmic Christ, these are huge and amazing words. And let's start this series as we ended the last series on the ox herding pictures, acknowledging that at their very best, words are just an attempt at reaching towards the inexplicable, the unpinnable downable. We necessarily use language and metaphors in our human attempt to reach for that which our hearts intuit to be true. That is, in essence, what we're doing here in the lead-up to Christmas, as we lean into the understanding of the immensity of Christ becoming manifest. The deeper point of this series is not to figure anything out intellectually or even to explain anything. It's all an invitation to have our hearts quickened to wonder, to possibility, to that which we can hardly dare to think could be true. It's an invitation, all of it, to a deeper loving. There's a wonderful and mind-blowing line in Colossians in the New Testament that simply says, Christ is all and is in all. This line has become so familiar that it's easy to gloss over the immensity of that statement. It's a statement of fact. It's a statement of reality. And it's this that we're daring to look at over these next few weeks. Christ is all and is in all. In other words, what we call Christ is the very essence of all things. The all-encompassing Christ is the divine essence in everything and everyone. The creative spark, the source of all creation, the purposiveness of evolution that which is forever propelling things forward. So in a moment, we're going to walk through the story of how wisdom has unfolded through the ages. How wisdom, Sophia, the Christ, became and continues to become manifest. As we do, simply listen out for words or phrases that might quicken your heart to wonder, that draw you into the mystery. And see if you can sense your place in the continuing unfolding story. See if you can hear and receive the invitation to you, in your particularity, in your life. How are you being invited to manifest Christ in and through you, in and through me? 
Jesus, uh, sorry, just as, just as Christ was born in the person Jesus at a certain point in time and space, so we are invited to manifest something of that same Christness in our time, in our places, in and through our lives. In fact, perhaps that's the biggest invitation of all over these next few weeks and is the purpose of our lives, to bring to bear, to bring forth something of divinity and in so doing, to draw inspiration and encouragement from the life of Jesus all those years ago. Knowing that that same spirit is alive and available to us and is with us, is in us, always, here, right now. So let's hold this question close as we go through this series and as we approach Christmas. What is being asked of us, you and me and us collectively? What is your and my own authentic response to the immense reality of Christ becoming manifest in the world? What are we doing to make room for Christ's presence to dwell inside us? What are we giving ourselves to in order to cultivate our relationship with this wonderful divine presence, this eternal truth and love? So what we're going to do now is we're going to express these same ideas as a ritual, which is why I was sitting in a different way to normal. The telling of the story of the arrival of the spirit of wisdom into our world and ritualistically taking that wisdom and spirit into our bodies through the eating of bread and the drinking of wine, where the bread the life-giving source of our nourishment represents wisdom. The bread represents wisdom. The wisdom brought into the world by Mary. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, we take the cup of wine, which represents the spirit that guides us and makes us glad. Whenever you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. And so... The wisdom comes into our world, born as was the Christ wisdom, was born of Mary, and we make ourselves ready to receive. The Lord's Prayer is Jesus' description of our relationship with wisdom, and we begin with that. So just make these, make these words yours as, as I just say these words. Great Spirit of all, the one who is in the heavens, hallowed be your nature. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. As in heaven, so on earth. Give us today our bread of wisdom from above that gives our whole life meaning. Cancel our debts as we cancel the accounts of those indebted towards us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, let us make people in our image, in our likeness. So God created people in his image. In in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, They returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Before Abraham was born, I am. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. 
I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. I am the way and the truth and the life. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and that I am in you. The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. We speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that's been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. And so we take the bread, the life-giving source of our nourishment, representing the wisdom brought into the world by Mary. This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way we take the cup of wine which represents the spirit that guides us and makes us glad. Whenever you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. And so the wisdom comes into our world, born as was Christ's wisdom, born of Mary, and we make ourselves ready to receive. Thanks for listening. If you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel, please go to aspenchapel.org. Thank you. And if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly, subscribe to the Aspen Chapel through Apple, Google Play, YouTube, or any other outlet.